Yo, what is up, everybody? Welcome back to a brand new episode of the Right on Squirt Circle. I am your host, as always, Danny G. And I'm joined, as always, by my lovely co-host, Scott Housen. Oh, I hate you. I hate you. I, you know what? I don't even hate you. I hate Dan Housen for that name. <laughs> because now I, it's- I might ride with this nickname for like one more week, and then we'll just we might just revert back to the original. Oh, thank God. At least that one was. I like that gr- one. In the wrestling group chat, you're still Scott Housen. Yeah, I know. I know. With a Dan Housen picture. <laughs> I, I hate that, too. I hate that. <laughs> but, uh, buddy, let me tell you, I just, I got back from my trip about two hours ago. <laughs> yeah, how was it? Oh, dude, it was awesome, man. You got to see family. Some of them I haven't seen in like a decade. So it was nice to be able to see everybody. Went to Dollywood. I did a 13-mile hike, which I'm gonna be honest with you, I, I proved a lot to myself with that hike. Like that was that was a that was a real eye-opener. It was pretty cool. It was something I held my high my uh, head high about because that was tough, man. Was- you know the thing is when you do like those really nice hikes, you f- you forget how much you've walked because you're just taken back by like the scenery and everything that you don't think about wow i just really walked like 10 miles that's that was the best part man so it was it was like six and a half miles up six and a half miles down 13 mile round trip so it was a uh we only ended up the mountaintop when you got to the mountain you're about 6400 feet up but we only climbed we started at like the halfway mark for this climb is, or the, the starting point for the uh, climb is about halfway through the mountain as it is already. You drive a little bit through it, but still you climb an elevation of 3000 plus feet. And uh, bro, and let me tell you, you want to talk about scenery to get up there and overlook the entire thing of the Smoky Mountains and Gatlinburg, Tennessee and Pigeon Ford. Oh, dude, it was beautiful. Like I am blessed to have taken that hike so but uh my legs are a little sore <laughs> a little sore but that's awesome though i say other than that though it was a great time man awesome time i was happy i got to do it but uh so that being said you know i was hanging out with family a lot so i've got to i've been catching up on what's happened this week and uh wow has a lot happened this week <laughs> So uh, let's, let's dive right into it. Let's start off with what basically happened right after we ended our show last week. Which pissed is, me off. The morning after recording. Yep. Always happens. I get but, a text uh, message from Scott saying, did you see what just happened? And then I immediately start scrambling. And Facebook, Instagram flooded with even non-wrestling fans were sharing this and the news was that Vince McMahon has temporarily stepped down as the CEO of WWE um he's still going to be involved in some day-to-day operations and mostly in the um weekly television programming department but in terms of reporting you are now reporting to the returning Stephanie McMahon I like what is going on man like Stephanie leaves and what we think is going to be like a permanent leave. Like we didn't think she was going to come back, really. There was no signs of it. And then all of a sudden, boom, we're back, you know. 
and we're the C, we're the inter, the temporary interim, whatever you want to call it, CEO of World Wrestling Entertainment. Like, where do you, what does this mean for the WWE? I'm, like I said, I'm still a firm believer they're going to sell. I, I am holding strong to my belief that at year's end, they're going to sell WWE. Um, it, it really, a lot of it does depend on what the investigation concludes. Um, for people who have been living under a rock, to recap, Vince McMahon is being investigated for sexual misconduct and paying female employee $3 million of hush money. And he also got, you know, John Laronitis involved as well. And John Laronitis has also decided to step back from his duties and um, take a leave of absence while this investigation is ongoing. Um, but yeah, so it all, it all really happens on what the investigation concludes. If he actually did do it and he did have an extramarital affair and so did John Laronitis, I don't think Vince McMahon will come back because WWE is a publicly traded company and they rely a lot on their stockholders and shareholders to generate revenue. And people may be like, well, you're going to bring back the guy who just, you know, did all this. So I think. I think to save money and to maybe somewhat save face, you sell the company to someone else, you know, maybe in that contract that you sell the company to somebody else, you say that you, you, you still have like a hand in what happens, but ultimately we don't report to you anymore. My thing is, I, I don't think this would be anything to Vince if he hadn't paid this female superstar hush money. Like, if he would have had an affair, like, yeah, I had to hit the headlines. People would have talked about it. But then, like, that would have been it. That just been like, yeah, all right, he cheated on his like wife. Some random, some random lady off the street. Yeah. Or, I mean, not even that. I mean, just even if it was a, you know, former employee, it's like, you know, it would have just been brushed off. as like, all right, Vince cheated on his wife. Like, are we shocked? Not really. But it's the fact that he paid her hush money. <laughs> Like that's where that's where you're gonna get hurt. Like you paid someone to not say anything, and now it's biting you in the ass hard. I don't know how he thought that was gonna go like unnoticed when they ran through the books and they're like, "Huh, why is there three million dollars in miscellaneous?" <laughs> but the thing is, it wasn't. It wasn't even like. I'm not sure if it was his personal money because. If, it, if that's $3 million from company money, that's embezzlement, which is a separate charge on its own, which he can also be in a lot of trouble for. That's now, what Bruce if, Richard is up against right now. Now, if he was now Vince McMahon used his own money, then yeah, dude, you do, you do whatever you want with your own money. But if he really did take the $3 million from his company, that's embezzlement. This is going to sound so scumbaggish of me. But, like, I hope a man that smart would not use his company's money to try to hush somebody. Like, or regardless he got power of the, hungry, He got power hungry and thought it was going to go under the carpet, like a lot, maybe a lot of other things. Probably. I mean, that's true. That's true, we, though. You know, WWE exactly not the cleanest ring company in corporate America. No shit. <laughs> not going to make any allegations. This is all pure speculation and alleged you know, acts, but, you know, a lot of conspiracy, theory, conspiracy theories, excuse me, that, 
you know, WWE is not exactly the safest company to work for in corporate America. Fair. Yeah. A lot of behind the scenes. But then again, that's every corporation in America. There's a lot of behind the scenes actions that we don't know about that may not be people friendly. Yeah, that's true. But, you know, so him stepping down. You know, and now we did this news this week that uh, Triple H has visited the Performance Center again and said that he is back. That's all we've really known so far is I'm back. So I'm wondering, you know, him saying I'm back. I'm wondering if he's back in terms of like, are we going to roll as a coach? Are we going to roll as a producer again? Or like, what 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 is I'm back consider? I think. I think he's back as a producer. Not, I don't want to say producer. I want to say he's back, like in terms of like maybe helping out with like trainees and people in the performance center. I think he's back in that aspect. I don't think he's back like in a corporate standpoint. I think he's just back as a, like someone to lean on for advice, maybe show you the ropes. No pun intended. You know, I think that's what he meant by like I'm back. Ah. I'm kind of hoping I flip on a NXT and some bitches black and gold again, but you know, I can only hope so much. We can only hope so. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, no, I think, I think it's cool though. I mean, the, I mean, some of the memes are coming out that like when Stephanie took over, Triple H was going to come back and long behold, <laughs> Triple H is back. Triple H is back. Who would have thought it, you know? Um, and the meme was like, babe, what do you want? He's like, I only want one thing, and it's the old NXT setup. <laughs> you damn right, bro. You damn right. Oh, I hate the new one. It's just too colorful. <laughs> but how long do you think this is going to last for? Do you think it's temporary? Do you think do you think maybe Vince McMahon gets like that motivation? Not motivation, but like, do you think less pressure being the day-to-day CEO of the company, maybe he wants to take a lesser role. Maybe he becomes comfortable in just working with creative. And I mean, I don't think, I don't think his ego would allow him to res- to report to somebody else. But, no, but it's but his he daughter. May, he may find, he may find, but even then, even then, know. I guess that what happens if he sells at the end of the year, but in the contract, of selling, you know, he puts in a stipulation that I'm still going to be involved in creative. You have to report to whoever you sold to that. You can't just be like, oh, you know what? We're going to put the title on Riddle. No, if if corporate says, no, we're not putting the title on Riddle. You got to figure something else out. But then like, that's why I'm like, that's my thing. Like, does he sell then or does he just let Stephanie take over and run it? Because he can probably persuade Stephanie, of course. Versus if he sold to the, you know, the mighty mouse, you can't, no one will persuade Disney. If, you know, I'm just saying like using them as an example, I don't really know anyone. I just don't see anyone besides it's going to be weird, but it will happen. One else besides Vince McMahon owning WWE. I don't, I, like I said, Vince McMahon to me is the, the god of wrestling. When he leaves, the whole wrestling industry is going to change from WWE to AEW to Impact, all the way down to shows in your high school gymnasium. 100%. There is nobody. It, it, like, and the thing is, is it's going to get worse because people really are just like, oh, it's sports entertainment. You're like, duh, it is. All of them are sports entertainment, you jackass. 
It's just some people like to call themselves pro wrestling, but they don't look the part. Like that is one thing I will always give WWE is even if it's sports entertainment, they look the part of pro wrestlers versus people who call themselves <coughs> Adam Cole pro wrestlers and look like a flat chested 13 year old girl in that ring. Like Kofi is, he, yeah. <laughs> is different. Like, flat you know, like, like, like legitimately flat chested. Yeah. Well, like, you know, it's just, they look the part. So it's like, yeah, when, when Vince sells, and I think nobody will be on that company as hard as, you know, hard on their superstars about looking the part. It's going to, it's going to take a turn for the worst in terms of, I think, looks, I mean, will production get better? Hell, who knows? You know, I can't say no, I can't say yes, but I just feel like the overall look, it won't, the look won't get better. Vince just has a creative mind that is never going to be matched. Like he took his father's idea of a regional company, regional, and took that son of a bitch global. Mm-hmm. Like, you know how impressive that is? Because look he, at, you know, he, look he, at Impact. He destroyed, he destroyed territory wrestling. He destroyed territory, yeah. For, for, I mean, for the better, because he absorbed all the talent. Yes, but he made, he made wrestling a global thing versus just, oh, you know, people in Tennessee, people in the South, you know, from the South to New York City, no wrestling. Now everyone on the West Coast knows wrestling. Everybody across the world knows wrestling. And, you know, we were able to incorporate. Yeah, yeah he destroyed territory. Like, he didn't even just destroy territories. I really think he destroyed territories global-wide. You know, he took wrestlers that were only known in certain countries and brought them to the United States, made them a global name, which in terms, I think, helped those companies back where they were. I think a lot of people took WWE's addiction. I know WCW was the first company to really bring in the Lucha Libre style of yes. wrestling to America. They brought in, you know, Rey Mysterio, you know, Epico, um, every, everyone you want to like name that does like a legend of Mexican wrestling came in through WCW, Eddie Guerrero, Chavo, you know, Psychosis. Um, and then obviously, you know, then we have the integrated, you know, Japanese wrestling. Oh, yeah. I mean, Tajiri was a huge, yeah. was a huge Absolutely. Japanese wrestler. Tajiri, you know, he was kind of like the, he was on the forefront of the whole thing, really. Yeah. I mean, we, at WWE never really capitalized, I think, on Japanese wrestling. No, they, a lot of Japanese guys love like the smaller market feel or they just stay in New Japan, which, you know, we'll get into later. Um, they have an important weekend ahead of them. They um, do. They do. So let's actually jump into. Uh, so Rey Mysterio and Finn Balor were on WWE main event. They got demoted. I'm almost positive they got demoted. I don't think there's a demotion. I think. I think it's a grasp to try to get people to watch it. Cause I mean, let's be honest. Do people really watch WWE main event? Not really. Not many people I just watch think it. It's weird. Like you put two prominent superstars on that show. Well, here's the thing. I look at Ray as just Ray's on his way out. So I think Ray's just going to do whatever the company asked of him. Finn being there does kind of strike a weird note because like we're in this whole judgment day thing, and now all of a sudden you're on the. I think they scrapped that, and I think they did too. I think I with Rhea Ripley unfortunate injury and Edge being turned on, that faction was quickly abolished. 
And I hate that because that faction was so great. And it just feels like they, they picked gave the up right people. Like, we all predicted the people. I mean, except for me, I thought the fourth guy was Champa. Um, but yeah, no, as quickly as that judgment day appeared, dies. Yeah. And I just, I feel like they should have held out with Finn being the new person for like, you know, a month or two. Like, let them run as a four man group and then do the turn. No, we're going to do it the second that we find out that he's the new member. He's just going to turn. And now all of a sudden, boom, there's no, there's no judgment day. And we're just going to move forward with that. And I think that's a horrible thing. We had such a great thing there and now it's lost because like, now what do you do with Damien Priest? I just, they throw him back into whatever. Cause nothing happened on raw to my knowledge to involving judgment Day or edge. Nope. Nothing. I think they're, I think they're scrapping that whole thing and they got to, they're rebooking or they're, they're, um, they're um, what should we call it? Um, reinventing the characters now. Finn Balor, Finn Balor is kind of out in the blue now. Priest is out in the blue now. Ripley, her career could probably be over. You got to find a new storyline for Edge because, you know, Edge facing Finn Balor or Damian Priest now doesn't really make any sense without the actual Judgment Day story going. Now the faction's kind of dead. So, like I said, it'll be. It'd be very interesting to see, um, but uh, to switch a little bit of gears now, there, there's a lot of fake wrestling fans out there that I need that I need to Say point it again. <laughs> I need to point it out. So you brought it up yesterday, I believe it was. Okada appears on AEW, arguably the biggest star in Japanese wrestling. Crickets. When you. When you hear, every wrestling fan knows, and at least I did when I saw it, when you hear those coins drop on the song, you know who's coming. A lot of those people did not know that the coins dropped and Okada's walking out. And I'm like, dude, I'm like, do you guys even know like what like who this guy is? Like this guy I challenge anyone to go watch him and Kenny Omega's um Iron Man match from like a few years ago. They went 62 minutes straight. And now we're like... But then like he gets a very mild to maybe above mild pop. Zack Sabre Jr. got a bigger pop and Sabre's not... Sabre's a great wrestler and a superstar, but he's not on Okada's level. Nowhere near it. And I'm just like, damn, like you guys don't know like really when the coins drop, like that's like that's kind of like his thing. It's not Ted DiBiase. It's not <laughs> the coins dropping always, always. And I've watched a lot of New Japan Pro Wrestling. The coin dropping, you know who's coming out. Yeah, it just goes to show that like people are not AEW fans. They're just anti WWE fans. Yeah, like I'm just like, damn man, like y'all really. And even like like I said, Zack Saber Jr. got a decent pop. I mean, Will Osprey got a big pop because people know like the faction that he's a part of and. His name appeared on the Titan Tron, so everyone's like, oh, I know who he is. You're right. Okada's name didn't pop up on the Titan Tron. Only the New Japan Pro Wrestling logo popped up on the Titan Tron. And as he's walking to the ring, people still don't know like who he is. And I'm like, dude, I'm like. You know what the big issue is that that company has? 
they need to get people who are not 50 years old on commentary. Oh, I think I say not 50 years old. I'm like, Okada's still pretty young. <laughs> no, no, no. On commentary, like their commentary is weak, man. I mean, you have one of the greatest, you know, commentators of all time, but hell, that was 30 Steve years on. ago. Like that was 30, that was 30 years ago when you know JR was the voice that we all listened to growing up. Oh, and Tony Schiavone's a piece of shit, and I don't care for him. So I wish they would get Mike Tanay. If they could get Mike fucking Tanay, I, I mean, Mike. I know that goes against me saying, you know, old people on the mic, but like Mike, yeah, he ain't lost a step because, all right, Mike's a different breed. But I mean, like that, that's the thing. It lacks that enthusiasm. Like, I mean, yeah, Michael Cole's old, but guess what? You listen to Michael Cole at WrestleMania, Michael Cole's losing his ever loving mind during that Pat McAfee match. I mean, he is screaming. You know, he ain't even sitting down. <laughs> and it's just like you can tell listening to JR, like he's just he's just there. And Excalibur, I don't know what the hell he does. I think they just wanted a third voice. <laughs> and like and they pulled Jericho aside. I like, like they Jericho, pulled Jericho, Jericho to commentary, commentary on Fridays. Jericho on commentary is pretty good. I know, but like that, like that's what they're missing. They're missing a solid commentary team. Like if Jericho was done wrestling, it would make more sense. But like Jericho has an active storyline every Wednesday, and then on Friday he's just like on commentary. Well, like it's well, just it's strange. Technically, Friday's early Wednesday. <laughs> it's fair, but like you know what I mean. Like it's just, it's strange. It, it's really strange, and I just don't. Uh, I don't know, man. I don't know. It's like I keep watching AW because I want it to get better. I want it to surprise me. And I'm just like, y'all are tanking me right now. <laughs> and like we're going in like, you know, so like you said earlier, we're going into the Forbidden Door. It is the co, it is the pay-per-view event with AW and New Japan Pro Wrestling. And like nobody fucking cares. I would have cared more. If the main event was Okada versus Cole versus Hangman Adam Page, I think that would have been a banger of a match. I mean, okay, what one thing I think that does hurt it is Kenny Omega being gone right now. Absolutely. Like you need him to run this pay-per-view because I think he pulls like a Rob Van Dam at one night stand and show up. Oh, I mean, I'm sure he'll probably show up at least. Oh, there's ways that he's not at least going to be this. friends he was in Japan Pro Wrestling. It's just weird. It's weird seeing him not part of this show because he's every bit of New Japan Pro Wrestling as he is all, all Elite Wrestling. So it's like you don't have him to help both shows. And I'm not saying, of course, that he's the only one carrying this. Like he would be the only one carrying the show. But it's like Kenny Omega to AEW is like John Cena to WWE. Like when they're gone, you notice. You very much notice. And the only difference is AEW just doesn't have another step-up performer. Like WWE has Roman Reigns right now. So they're there. But it's like, 
who no one steps up right now to be that person. And it's just like you float dead in the water. And then, of course, like who's not helping this at all? Tony Khan. Like, I don't know the delusion that Tony Khan has and where it comes from, but boy, is it strong and it's dangerous. <laughs> like, Tony needs to sit back, look at his, you know, show and be like, wow, we suck right now, and then figure out how to fix it. He just believes they're on an upward, you know, upward climb right now. Nobody's going to stop them. I'm like, everything, you're the only one stopping you, and you're doing a damn good job of doing it. Like you have the you have the performers, you have the edgy content. Just put it on paper that makes sense. So when you put it to TV, it makes even more sense. No, you're absolutely right. Um, like I said, I'm not. I I was excited for like the concept when they first introduced it, but like the way they built the card to me just doesn't make any sense. And I still, and I honestly, I still truly believe that the IWGP championship is going to come to AEW and the AEW Heavyweight Championship is going to go to New Japan and they're going to expose each other's brands in a good way on different, you know, obviously AEW get more exposure in Japan and vice versa. And then, you know, whenever CM Punk comes back, he'll probably win the title again from, you know, whomever. I mean, that would make sense. Like, Put half your roster basically across the world from each other and let them get the exposure. Help bring New Japan Pro Wrestling to America. Like, I mean, if you really want people to watch it, you need to you need to put half of your people here. Put them on TV regularly. Have that style of wrestling being shown on an American broadcasting system. And I mean, you got you got Turner Broadcasting System as your main, you know, show. Like, I mean, you're in my opinion, you are a step below USA Fox, but you're still, I mean, everyone knows TBS. Yeah. So put half of, you know, half your roster being Japanese wrestlers, letting them get the exposure, letting American people see the style that they can bring and how exciting it honestly can be. And then once you did enough of that, yes, yeah, send everybody back home have everything come back, you know, not in the partnership, but just put it on pause for a little while. Cause yeah, man, I don't think they'll ever what you need partnership. I think they'll, you have to keep that one. And they, you know, and obviously he, he, he owns ROH. So there's always going to be ties to new Japan pro wrestling because of the alumni that they're getting and stuff like that. Um, but like I said, it, all, it really does honestly all depend on how the, this pay-per-view goes. If it goes good, then yeah, congratulations, you know, you I know, just don't see how it go well. I think I think Tony's just in over his head, man. I mean, look at Vince. He took one show, Monday Night Raw. He ran with Monday Night Raw for years and years and years. Then he added SmackDown. Ran with Raw and SmackDown for years and years and years and years. Added ECW. ECW tanked. He let it go. Ran again. SmackDown and Raw. Years and years and years and years. Picked up NXT. NXT was just a YouTube show for the first being. It was a contest made it into a show because it was more successful. Now we run three successful shows. You look at Tony Khan within three years, he put three TV shows on television and all three of them tanked. Actually, you put four. No, 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 three. You're right. I'm sorry. I was right. Okay, yes, three. Three. 
you put three shows out there every week and none of them by themselves stand alone. So you have three shows that I think Tony is overstressing himself with because he's trying to produce a good show, but like you can't do one focus on one. Stop trying to run against the WWE. Stop trying to be. He needs to do what WWE does. And like, he needs to hire general managers. He needs help. He needs producers. He needs like that. Yeah, he that needs this, emphasis on have been in wrestling. Yeah, and like, I, I really, do, I really do hope he he makes an ROH TV show. I really do. I mean, that'd be cool. Like, okay, so here's my other thing. It's like you know, you said people on AEW Dynamite now. Yeah, but like you said, you know, put them. You know, you said people that have wrestling, you know, that have a background in wrestling who know wrestling, you have one of the greatest minds in wrestling on in your capability right now. And you're just putting them on as a manager on television. Take, I, I mean, I love seeing William Regal on TV. I do take mm-hmm. him off TV, put him behind the scenes, let him run an entire show. Let yeah, him be the I head agree. show. Let him run rampage. He made NXT amazing. He did. And that's what I'm saying. Like, let him run Rampage, not Dynamite, because we know Tony's going to want to run Dynamite. Let William Regal run Rampage and let people see how, you know, how much that will take off. I bet you ratings would pop because William Regal knows wrestling. Yep. But you got coked out Tony Khan trying to run everything, and it's just running it into the ground. Did you see that earlier today that he um he went up to Eddie Kingston and he said that um when James Dolan, who's the New York Knicks owner, ever puts a team for sale or if the Knicks ever come up for sale, he's gonna buy he's gonna buy the New York Knicks and yeah, he's gonna make he- he's gonna make Eddie Kingston the general manager of the New York Knicks. Wow, that's a horrible idea, but okay. Yeah, I just don't yeah. Um, but yeah, no, on that note, uh, Scotty, how about you drop them socials and we'll get this weekend started early. We'll do it. was our early buddies. That's about all we got anyway. So yeah, y'all thank you very much for listening to this week's episode of right on squared circle. If you want to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at our handle is right on SQC. That is right on SQC. Right is spelled with a W in front of it. And we will catch y'all here next week where we will go over the results of the forbidden door and hopefully we're gonna pray it's a good show we're gonna pray 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 it's a good show and that we get surprised but up until then y'all we will see you here next week let's do it adios guys